What a day. We've been inundated with school closures and all kinds of crisis and whatever's going on. The question is, why aren't you anxious? If you are anxious, what can you do about it? This podcast today is about helping you cope with what's happening around us with this COVID-19. Let's get started. This is the Parenting with Confidence podcast. I'm Dr. Henry J. Speck. This podcast is about building your self-esteem as a parent and also the self-esteem of your children. We're going to talk about ways you can improve your parenting skills, get confident, and help your child be their best. Let's get started. So I thought tonight I would give you some updates on this whole issue of anxiety. I also did a blog that you'll find on the osrclinics.com website. Now, OSR Clinics, I still I, I consult. Uh, we're we're uh, practices in four different cities in southern Ontario, but we also provide a rather incredible outreach program where you can connect via video with us. So go to osrclinics.com and find out how you can do that. If you're isolated at home and you're feeling that you need to talk, we're there for you. So let's talk about anxiety. And, and you know, if I could start with sports psychology, because back in the day I worked a great deal with different athletes who were playing sports and different types of endeavors, including hockey. And I loved working with hockey goalies. And, and junior hockey goalies are incredible because you think about it for a minute, um, they know that they're going to get scored upon, that, that, that there's going to be days, it doesn't matter what they do, people are going to score. But they continue to have this incredible resiliency. So in working with hockey goalies, what we learned many years ago is that a certain level of anxiety is necessary to perform. So when I would work with goalies, sometimes the problem would be that when they were playing a team that they really were able to beat rather easily, the goalie may have had 13 or 15 shots in the entire game and let in four or five, and the team wins like eight to five. Then when they're bombarded with 50 shots, uh, these, these goalies will stop all but two. And, and the same goalie doing that type of pattern. They love a game like that, most goalies who are winners. And so the anxiety levels we learned, if we look at a 0 to 10 scale, when you get above a level 4, anxiety starts to impede your performance. But you have to have a certain level of arousal to be able to play most sports, particularly those that require quick response and quick reaction, because you have to be at your heightened sense of focus. So anxiety in humans serves a purpose. It's like that for all of us when we, when we feel there's some impending threat to us. We become more aware. We hear, you know, we're, we're more sensitive to what we hear. Our smell even sometimes improves, our ability to smell, our eyesight in some situations. We have this incredible ability then, very quickly our body clicks in and our brain and our hormone levels change and we're ready to fight or run. So today, if you sit back and look at social media, what's happening with the COVID-19 virus, we are immediately inundated with these threats. So back in the day, if we were walking out in a, in a forest and we heard some noise where we knew bears would be, we would suddenly, you know, our bodies would react, we'd be ready to protect ourselves and our family. 
But today it seems that we're constantly bombarded with stimuli that make us anxious, that trigger this natural response we have to increase our anxiety to the point where we're able to run or fight. Now, the issue we have, though, of course, in in our society, in, in most situations, we can't, running and fighting makes no sense when it comes to what we're experiencing. So the first thing I want you to think about, if you're experiencing high levels of anxiety that you don't normally face due to the COVID-19, is to realize that that anxiety that you're feeling is natural, normal, and in some situations helpful, just not in this one. Your children often will feel anxious because they will sense your anxiety. So to, to help your children, you need to try to manage this anxiety because then that sense of calm and the opportunity that I'm going to talk about will sort of envelop the entire home. You're going to be home, you're going to be self-isolated for some weeks. And so you need to develop some strategies. And outside of exercise, and certainly if you've listened to what I've talked about in the past and, and been online, or you know that exercise is an extremely important strategy to manage anxiety, depression, and mental health issues. So you need to have that constant exercise. But outside of that today, I'm talking about cognitive strategies and ways to think about this current situation. So the first strategy I have for you, if you're feeling anxious, is to realize the biology of anxiety and how in certain situations it can be very helpful in how we're all programmed as humans to react to impending threats or impending doom by having that sense of elevated arousal. So your sleep may not be the same. You may be a little itchy, as we say, around my house. You may have that uh, sort of constant on edge kind of feeling or that jumpiness. And so outside of exercise, what you need to start to realize is there's a certain group of strategies you can implement that will help you. One of them isn't to run or to fight because that's not possible for this type of threat. The second thing I want you to think about is to get some perspective, because once you start to get perspective, you you can counteract some of the social media and some of the heightened sense of crisis. I mean, if you turn on any TV station, whether it's CBC or any station, they're going to talk about the crisis and there'll be red, you know, red banners across the street. Certainly it's serious. I'm not trying to minimize this for people who obviously are experiencing it or what this could be down the road if we don't uh, we don't cautiously, you know, do as we're told and and manage this uh, spread of this disease. But you have to remember that perspective is important. I can remember SARS. Some of you may remember SARS. And I remember it very clearly because at the time of SARS, I had to have appendicitis surgery. So my appendix was, was not well. And I went to a couple of hospitals. They sent me home. Finally, I went to another one because my son said to me, Dad, you know, you've got a problem. You need to go to another hospital. So I went to another hospital, and I got an ambulance right. They put me in an ambulance right away. I think it was freezing rain that day or something. But I do know it was during SARS, and they wanted me to wear a mask. And I had to wait to get permission to go from the one hospital to the hospital in London where I was going to get the surgery. And I remember being forced to put this mask on. And, And if any of you, unfortunately, have had an appendicitis issue, you know you get pretty nauseous. And so I said, look, I'm not wearing this mask. And I was, they weren't too happy with me. But long story short, I remember that time and that, that sort of stress on the entire economy and on people when there was this impending threat from this illness that uh, we didn't feel we could, we could manage. So perspective is important because this will pass just as SARS did. One uh, uh, perspective that seems to help me is looking at South Korea where 200,000 people were tested 
for uh, COVID-19, but only uh, 4% uh, had the diagnosis. So 96% of the people had the common cold. So the symptoms, many of the symptoms are similar to other viruses we've experienced in the past. Of course, it's complicated because with certain conditions and in certain situations, this, this current virus can be deadly. But perspective is important. And secondly, the time factor. The uncertainty comes when you see your world leaders say, well, we don't know how long this is going to be going on. It would make much more sense to say it's a month-by-month -month situation. So for the next four weeks, assume you're going to not be leaving your house other than for groceries. And when you do leave your home for certain things, here's what you need to do. We are shutting it down for four weeks. This uncertainty is more damaging than this constant sort of, well, we're not sure. We're going to take it day by day and we'll have press conferences as need be, and so on. So even the security of knowing that every day at 1 o'clock you're going to hear your leader tell you something about it or scientists tell you the update gives you that sense of cer certainty that will reduce your anxiety levels. And I think they're starting to get it a little bit in our country here in Canada, and hopefully that will happen soon. So gain perspective. Realize that over time this will leave us someone will come up uh, you know there's some ingenious the, the people working on the solutions to this are extremely intelligent they are motivated off obviously by a number of, of uh, factors including simply helping all of us not have to worry about this but also there's economic benefit obviously to the first company that could come up with an effective vaccine as well as a treatment so these people are all working on it get perspective perspective now the third strategy, which is extremely important, is to focus on what you can do, not what the government can do for you. When you sit back and wait uh, for other people to do things for you, it puts you in that sort of helpless, uncertain situation that can increase your anxiety. So you want to focus on what you can do during these times. So how can you take this time at home and turn it into a positive situation? And one way I talk about extensively, and if you download my, my launch podcast for this uh, series you'll know that quality time, unconditional love experiences, are something that you now have an opportunity to do every day, probably twice a day with your children. I recommend once a week for 30 minutes. Think about the amount of time you're going to have to interact with your child. Now, when they, they get older, they may remember COVID-19 somewhat, but they will incredibly, I assure you, remember the time you spent with them. Now, how you got to this point, they won't maybe remember. They don't care. The fact that you spent quality one-on-one -on -one time with them, and I talk about how to do that not only in um, the previous podcast, but if you get my book, Don't Be a Wimp, Raise a Strong Leader, I have step-by-step -step strategies of how you can actually do this, how you can have a quality, unconditional time with your child. This is an incredible opportunity to do that. I said incredible too many times, but this is the truth. By taking this situation today, and focusing on what you can control, you're going to eliminate significant anxiety. It's extremely important for you to consider that. And if you don't have children in the home, you can focus on your partners or your friends or whoever may happen to be in your environment. If you're alone and you don't have access to family members or children, reach out through technology. Join a group. Get started. Get started to understand how you can turn this around. I, I talked today to a number of entrepreneurs that we work with, and one of the things I want you to, t to remember is we certainly don't want to minimize this or say that this is um, 
you know, a situation we should relish by no means. We, but we, we do what, when there's a crisis, if you're an entrepreneur or a business, is you look at how you can take this situation and do the best you can to focus on how to create a new product or service or how to take your service and adapt it to the current situation. Because that's the reality of what you're facing today. That's something you can control. So opportunity, not just with family, but also with business. So I want you I want to close by asking you to remember a couple of things. Anxiety that you may now be feeling is usually because of two common causes. And a lot of these are how you're thinking. Hard to change, but I'm going to try to help you here. The first is uncertainty. Being unsure of what's happening. The response to that is certainty. Focus on what you know. Focus on what you can control over those. And that is the second aspect, control. Focus on what you can control. Because as I say in my blog, you will never forget it. And with the right steps, I'm betting your children won't forget their quality time either. They will cherish the memories of your undivided attention and unconditional love forever. Thanks to COVID-19. So I'm not trying to minimize it. What I'm trying to say is take the situation we're all in today Look at how that reflects on your business life, your family life, and use it as an opportunity to create incredible, incredible opportunities of quality time with your children, your spouse, your partners. And on the business economic side, work hard to adapt your business and create something to help people in this current situation. I'm Dr. Henry Sveck. Thanks for listening. I look forward to speaking with you again next time. Have an amazing evening.